Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Lauren. sung by the Carter family, recorded August 1st, 1927, at the legendary Bristol Sessions, Bristol, Tennessee. These sessions, recorded by the Victor Record Company, are considered the big bang of country music. Why? Because all these amazing artists converged on this little southern city. The Carter family, Ernest Stoneman, Jimmy Rogers, Carter family and Rogers having been discovered at these sessions. And we are going to focus this evening on American Grooves Radio. I'm Joe Laro on some of the great recordings made at the Bristol sessions. Here's one of my favorites by an extremely obscure singer by the name of Alfred Carnes. I'm bound for the promised land. 
stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful light to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. I'm bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I'm bound for the promised land. All over those wide extended plains shines one eternal day. There God the sun forever rains and scatters night away. I'm bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, we'll come and go with me. I'm bound for the promised land. No chilling wind, no poison spread. Can reach that healthful shore Sickness and sorrow Pain and death Are felt and feared no more I'm bound for the promised land I'm bound for the promised land Oh, who will come and go with me I'm bound for the promised land when shall I reach that heavenly place and be forever blessed? When shall I see my father's face and in his bosom rest? I'm bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I'm bound for the promised land Filled with delight My raptured soul Would here no longer stay Through Jordan's waves Around me roll Fearless I launch away I'm bound for the promised land I'm bound for the promised land Oh, we'll come and go with me. I'm bound for the promise. When shall I reach that heavenly place and be forever blessed? When shall I see my father's face and in his bosom rest? I'm bound for the promised land. Alfred Carnes. Not an old tune, but a tune that he wrote. Carnes was actually a minister. I believe he was born somewhere around 1889, and he was from Bedford, Virginia, uh, and he moved around in the 20s as a sort of a traveling pastor. He wound up in uh, Kentucky, Whitley County, Kentucky, and he was one of Peer's favorite singers, although Peer didn't really record him that much, Peer was a bit of a spiritual man himself, and he could sense 
this amazing depth to Carnes. And I think he managed to, his entire recording career was probably about eight sides. Uh, the Bristol recordings continue to garner attention because of his intense singing and his skillful guitar playing. I mean, listen to that bass note run that he's doing with his $375 Gibson harp guitar. That's right. That is not a regular guitar. People tried to figure it out forever how he got that sound. And finally, um, a harp guitarist, I forget exactly who proved the point and demonstrated it. It's one of those amazing harp guitars that Gibson made for a few years in the 20s. You know, among the recording companies in the 20s that were recording country music, Victor, Columbia, OK, and Brunswick, they were the ones that really were pushing it out there and realized that there was a potential market. And um, they would scour, scout through southern locations. And Ralph S. Peer, uh, the talent scout for OK Records, discovered uh, Henry Witter and uh, Fiddlin' John Carson recorded them for OK in 1923 and basically went on and on. Pierre was a smart fellow. He, he, he was able to make this all happen by convincing Victor Records when he started working for them in 26 that he didn't want to be paid by the session or anything. He wanted a piece of the royalty of the songwriting. So Pierre would get a lot of these singers to sign off part of the royalty for the songs to him. And he encouraged these musicians not to sing traditional music, but to bring their own original tunes. That was a prerequisite for many of these recordings. One of the most remarkable banjo players that recorded uh, in Bristol was B.F. Sheldon. He was a Kentucky uh, musician born in Corbin, Kentucky, 1901, and he recorded four sides at Bristol, and they're considered to be, well, they're considered to uh, epitomize Eastern Kentucky song style. Pierre was really impressed with him and actually allowed him to record a 12-inch record, which was an extended record. Most 78s were 10-inch. They played about two and a half to three minutes, but a 12-inch record gave the artist an additional minute. And that was extraordinary, especially for a country artist. 12-inch records at the time were generally reserved for operatic performers, classical orchestral recordings. So it was kind of extraordinary that Pierre decided that Shelton deserved to have his artist's expression on a four-minute phonograph record. And we have this extremely archaic-sounding, nasal-voiced recording of a classic folk tune. Well, here he is, Darling Cora, recorded 1927, July 29th, by B.F. Shelton. Oh, go dig a hole in the meadow. Oh, go dig a hole in the ground. Oh, dig a hole in the meadow. Let me lay pretty Corey down. Oh, the last time I saw darling Corey, she 
was sitting on the bank of the sea with a forty-four around her and a banjo on her knee. Wake up, wake up, darling, courage. How can you sleep so sound? Highway robbers are coming, gonna tear your seal out down. Go away, go away, darling Corey, and bring to me my gun. I ain't no man for trouble, but trouble just now begun. Then last time I saw darling Corey, had a forty-five in her hand. Kill them, revenue officers, if they leave here with my man. Go away, go away, darling Corey, with your hanging around my bed. Whiskey has run my body, pretty women will kill me someday. Across the deep blue ocean, across the deep blue sea, go bring to me little Corey, wherever she may be. Wake up, wake up, darling Corey, go do the best you can. I've got me another woman. You cannot you another man. Oh yes, oh yes, my darling. I'll do the best I can, but I'll never give my pleasure for another gambling man. Go away, go away, darling Corey. Quit your hanging around my bed. Whiskey has ruined my body. Pretty women will kill me stone dead. Now, is that not a folk music theme? Wonderful stuff. Sheldon is actually credited to writing this tune, but to me it sounds like an old English-Irish-type folk tune. I'm sure that, well, obviously so much of this music came from those roots, those origins over the sea. My favorite banjo recording from the Bristol Sessions, though, a tune called Train on the Island by J.P. Nestor. 
Nestor only recorded two sides, and both are absolute masterpieces. I often wondered why they didn't bring them back. They actually sold relatively well. You still find copies on auction lists for people that are looking for this sort of thing. They're not impossible to find copies of this, but just absolutely amazing. They probably couldn't find them after this recording went back to the hills, and that was the end of them. But anyway, here is J.P. Nestor from the Bristol Sessions, Train on the Island. Train on, I don't see about yet it's wheel. Go tell my two lovers can't roll the wheel. I can't roll the wheel, love, and I can't roll the wheel. Thought he had his blow, love, and thought he had his blow. Tell my true love, sick and I can't go. Sick and I can't go. I can't hold the wheel. Straight on, I don't see not yet it's real. Go tell my true love, happy I do feel.
Ernest Stoneman and the gang, Are You Washed in the Blood of the Lamb? Actually, the group was called Stoneman's Mountaineers. And Ernest Stoneman, born in 1893 in Virginia, uh, I believe it was Monorat, Virginia, he, he had already been a experienced recording artist, and Ralph Peer knew about him. He had recorded on OK and several other labels. And when Peer decided to have the Bristol Sessions, Stoneman was really the number one driving force that made it happen. He was a proven commodity in the country field already, and that gave Pierre the impetus to go there and try some of these other people. He didn't know whether the recordings were going to be any good or what was going to happen. And Pierre was the main reason why he actually gave it a shot. Stoneman's wife, Hattie Stoneman, played the violin on these sessions. And his other sister, Irma, played the organ. I believe 11 people showed up at the Bristol session, uh, you know, summoned by Ralph Pierre, And they recorded quite a few sides. And these were, in fact, the first sides recorded at the July session. I believe it was July 25th, 1927. And there was another Bristol session uh, series of recordings the next year. And Stolman was a big part of that as well. Well, I hope you're enjoying this rather archaic episode of American Grooves Radio Hour. I am Joe Loro here on WLIW-FM 88.3 on the FM dial. We're here every Sunday evening playing some deep tracks of American roots music, jazz, blues, country, ethnic as they call it. You name it. And today we're focusing on the Bristol Sessions, the big bang of country music that happened uh, over a week period in July to early August of 1927. And up next, we're going to listen to the man that probably single-handedly made Victor Records more money than all of the other groups put together except for the Carter family. Jimmy Rogers, the singing brakeman. Here he is on his first track, recorded at Bristol in 1927. He only recorded two sides that day. And then after the success of those sides, and Pierre, you know, recognized his talent and brought him back to some sessions a few months later in Camden, New Jersey. But here's Jimmy at his first and only Bristol session in 1927. Once I had a sweetheart 
Clearly, the Carter family and Jimmy Rogers were the big successes of the Bristol Sessions, and obviously their legacy continues today. And it's ironic that Rogers showed up with a group that he was playing with at the time. Jack Pierce was the leader of the group, and they auditioned uh, for Ralph Pierre, I believe it was just about the end of the sessions, August 3rd, 1927. And there was some arguing within the group. They were called the Teneva Ramblers. The argument was about who was going to sing lead on their session. And when Pierre heard Jimmy Rogers, he encouraged him to record on his own, basically breaking the band up right at the recording session. The the Teneva Ramblers recorded a few sides on their own, as did Rogers. And clearly Rogers' legacy 
was established with the two sides that he recorded at Bristol. Tartar and Gray from the 1928 Bristol Sessions. Not only country music was recorded at the Bristol Sessions, Tartar and Gray were African-American musicians who'd been performing together since the early mid-20s for white as well as black community parties and dances. They recorded two blues numbers for Ralph Peer at Bristol in 28, which he intended for Victor's, quote, race series. The race series is where blues and jazz was issued, and it was specifically marketed to the African-American record buyers in the late 20s. Uh, the guitar arrangements really suggest that these guys, these musicians, were familiar with really ragtime and string band type music. Um, I believe that Tartar was a World War I vet. He moved to Tennessee around 1920. He probably met Gray there uh, in, in nearby Johnson City. And the two musicians, you know, began performing around that Tri-Cities area, Bristol, Kingsport, and Johnson City. Tartar, who was visually impaired, was really a multi-instrumentalist, clearly the leader of the duo here. And when he passed away of heart failure shortly after these sessions were made, Gay never really recorded again. He, he kind of faded from view and really nobody knows what happened to him. But here they are in their session at Bristol in 28, Brownie Blues. Here, Brownie, sit down on my knee. Nice run here, Brownie, sit down on my knee. Just pray to the world, babe, how you mistreating me. Jet black woman, burn no bread for me. Want no jet black woman, burn no bread for me. Jet black is evil and she sure might poison me. Papa too. 
I'm so glad I'm brown skin, don't know what to do. Quite a few string bands showed up and were recorded by Ralph Peer at Bristol, both in the 1927 and 28 sessions. And this little band from West Virginia, aptly titled the West Virginia Coon Hunters, was a five-piece string band, ukulele, banjo, fiddle, the usual instruments, except no bass. And string bands were incredibly popular. The first recordings used a caller 
because they were meant for people to square dance to. You'd put it on your phonograph, wind it up, and you could have a square dance in your living room or your barn. And the collectors today really don't like the ones with the calls because it gets in the way of the musicianship. So obviously the West Virginia Coon Hunters were focused on just playing some hardcore string band music. And they were also uh, recorded at the very end of the 27 sessions, August 5th. And they recorded a few more sides down, down the road, but clearly they were discovered by Ralph Peer at Bristol during that big bang of country music. One of my favorite of the sacred groups recorded at Bristol was Ernest Phipps and his Holiness Quartet. The group was from Corbin, Kentucky, and they really were an unbridled holiness singing style during the early years of the recording industry, among the first that were singing in this sort of sanctified, wild, religious style of singing with string band instruments and really passionate voices. The lead vocalist was Phipps, Ernest Phipps, born in 1900, and he was originally from Gray, Kentucky. The other members of the group were probably from the same area, Roland Johnson on fiddle, uh, Ansel McVeigh on guitar, A.G. Baker is the second singer. And these recordings are just truly remarkable. It's not the type of religious singing you hear today. And it is quite moving. Ernest Phipps and his Holiness Quartet. Oh, 
was the Teneva Ramblers, Jack Pierce's band that showed up at Bristol and auditioned with Jimmy Rogers and basically soon recorded without him. <laughs> Wasn't their intention, but they did manage to record a few sides for Ralph Peer. They were uh, also 
local, Bristolian, as they say, uh, the Grant Brothers and Jack Pierce. They recorded as the Grant Brothers a few years later for Columbia Records, Victor's arch rivals, who, jealous of the success of the Bristol Sessions, did their own version of it in Johnson City, Tennessee, not far away from Bristol. Not quite as influential, but some amazing stuff came out of the Johnson City Sessions as well. But anyway, that was the Teneva Ramblers minus Jimmy Raj. The Scheller family were a multi-generational string band, three generations in this one little quartet, Joe Blackard being the senior member, born somewhere around 1859 uh, near Stewart, Virginia, here with his daughter-in-law and a son. The Scheller family string band was a multi-generation, I think three generations, uh, family string band. Joe Blackard was the elder, born in 1859 near Stewart, Virginia. They were summoned by Ralph Peer. They showed up in Joe's truck and recorded a bunch of memorable string band, family string band sides. Big difference. That was not an uncommon thing. What else did you have to do back then? No radio, no television, no internet. If you had an instrument, you started a band. And who better to be in your band than your family members? So this is a classic example of that. And here they are recording for Ralph Peer, Big Ben Gal, August 1927. <laughs>
Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of American Grooves Radio, where we explored the Bristol Sessions, the Big Bang of country music, playing the original 78 RPM recordings made by the Victor Company in 1927 and a few from 28. I will be back next week. Not sure what I'm going to do. I think maybe next week I'm just going to play some stuff that I like. Nothing thematic, just some fun scratchy old 78s hopefully you will enjoy them but i want to leave you now with my favorite group of all time not only my favorite group that came out of the bristol sessions but just really the group i love the best the carter family single girl married girl WLIWFM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats. <laughs>